Hey everyone, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. I've been using the app, been scrolling through it, checking out all of the features. My favorite one, personally, is the fact that you can click on any seat that you, you want, that you think, oh, you know what, maybe this is going to be worth my money, which is less money than you think because you're using game time. But you can see what your view is going to be from the seat in the app. It's super simple, super easy to use, and you can check out in just a couple of clicks. Well, now, game time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what you do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app, create an account, and then under the billing section, redeem the code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase with Game Time. It's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first thousand people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year, it's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last minute tickets. Everybody's working. With that time, All right, listen. I've got good news and I've got bad news. We're going to give you the bad news first. Seth's not here again. He's not gone. He is not for either from this, from this earthly plane or from the show. He's going to be back, I, I think. Uh, that's the bad news. The good news is I'm Joshua Briscoe. You're about to hear from Nate Taylor. And the double good news is this show gets to keep happening because the one thing this show is fundamentally built upon, the one thing we believe on this show universally and to the core is that the Chiefs only play weird football games. <laughs> they did it again. Yep. They did it again. This is a weird season, Nate. Just just, just a strange season. It's so strange. It's, it's now influencing our own podcast. Um, it is. It's one of those things where, like, hey, the Chargers turned the ball over seven times yesterday. And, by the way, uh, one Seth Kaiser, uh, his computer don't work no more. <laughs> like, it just, <laughs> it just don't work anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, when you get the – when we when we all – this includes Dayo. We all got the text of – Hey, uh, computer busted. Just doesn't work. Love you guys. Uh, now go now go out there and get that podcast done. Um, just, <laughs> just, just hilarious. Yes, hopefully Seth is back to being operational as of Friday coming up. Um, hopefully his Wednesday and 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 I should put this out too. Like his Wednesday weekly film review where he breaks down Mahomes and all the other interesting things. Um, that involved you know the Chiefs game from the previous week. That should still be up on Wednesday. So, so rest assured, you will get all your clips of snow of players playing in the snow. You, you like from all twenty two angles. Like you'll you'll get it. Perfect. Um, but yeah, his computer don't work, and he's trying to get that fixed. And you know, nothing like waking up in the morning and being like, ah, I guess Gary Lezak was right. I guess I, I guess <laughs> it's just gonna snow today. That's it. That's all it's gonna do um yeah i mean there were there were several guys on the team who admitted that like oh yeah i never played in the snow tyron matthew never done it before yeah. juan thornhill what is this snow that you speak of because i'm from virginia <laughs> and we never get this oh so so yeah it was it was another odd day where like people were complaining about 
the Chiefs in the red zone, but they won by 20 points? I don't know. Just... Let's just get to the playoffs. <laughs> let's just Please. let's just let's just let's just get back to to normalcy wherever that is. Uh, Producer Danielle has telepathically communicated with me to tell me that we should just have Seth do a couple of podcasts by himself to make up for it. Wow. Um, I'm I'm gonna be doing the show in Florida next week, like I was at the beginning, the inception of this show. I'm going to make my pilgrimage to return to do the show from my little sister's bedroom in Florida, um, <laughs> as I evict her so I can sleep there over uh, over the holiday. You know, maybe we just have Seth do the uh, the Christmas week shows. Maybe you and I, maybe you and I kick our feet up and we have Seth uh, make up some lost ground. If he doesn't reference all the Home Alone gifts. Then I don't want to. I don't want this, you know. But um, not the movie or scenes from Home Alone, but gifts of just gifts. From Home Alone. Yeah, just gifts, and hopefully um, he can do that for an hour. I'm sure he can. You know, he, he. I'm sure he can figure out all the jokes, get a nice or you know organizational flow down. You know, sprinkle in some chief stuff here and there, and, and get out on time. You know, it's not like he's been holding us back in terms of. No. Where the show goes, the structure of it, you know, how the duration may be longer than Danielle uh, would like. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, who's to say that he can't break down Chiefs Bears on his own next Monday? I, I would say you've got to look forward to it. And if you are looking forward to whatever whatever number of us are here... Uh, you can you make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, th- th- these Monday episodes are free to everybody. They're available anywhere to everyone. And if you listen to this show and, and you think there are Chiefs fans in your life that could use our particular brand of uh, analysis slash comedy, tell them about Times Ours. And also, The Athletic is uh, is always running a sale of some sort. You can always go to theathletic.com slash timesours to check out the deal associated with this podcast because our Friday episodes are available on the website and through the very, very good Athletic app uh, available in every app store for every phone. And so we, we do episodes on Fridays as well. If you're not familiar, you can get those through The Athletic if you are a subscriber to the Athletic, and if you're just listening to Mondays for whatever reason, but you think it's good, leave us a review in Apple Podcasts so other people can find us, and we can all share the love, me and Nate, and that other guy who used to be on the podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about the Broncos game. We got we got snow, we got the offense doing the God mode thing, but then it, then kicking field goals, which was weird, <laughs> and then and then they came out out of the half. And just said bleep it, and the and it was just it was just straight up it was Dracarys mode. Everything was on fire, even though it was covered in snow. And and then it was you know, it was a little quiet again. And the Chiefs yeah. ultimately at the end win this game twenty three to three. You've written about Travis Kelsey. We'll talk about him. The article's up on the Athletic right now. Um, but but in terms of of understanding this football game and the defense, by the way, like we're we're gonna talk about the defense plenty. But in terms of understanding the game. Where do you start? Where do you go from there? Um, just that they've kind of proven that they can win in multiple venues, multiple settings, and now we're just waiting. Yesterday kind of made me feel like okay, I just want, I just want Chiefs Patriots in some capacity, or Chiefs Ravens in some mm-hmm. capacity, mm-hmm. whether it's divisional championship. I don't really care. 
Just want to see it. Obviously, the Bills won last night. So I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you're probably rooting for the Bills to beat the Patriots coming on on uh, on this Saturday yes. to make Sunday's game even more relevant with the Bears. But think about this, Josh. Um, they played on a beach, basically, in, in Mexico City. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and found a way to win against a divisional opponent. And the Chiefs have this weird thing where they make divisional games feel like exhibitions. Seriously. Where, like... The NFL is designed to make divisional games literally the hardest games on yeah, the schedule. You're right. It's like it's like, hey, you guys know one another. You guys know one another. You guys, there's like, should, there, be some, there should be some built-in animosity. There should be like some familiarity to a point that like you can't really surprise teams um, because the personnel, because the coaching staffs, because the idea of like, hey. Um, you're going to see one another towards the end of the season. So much of all that you've done on tape has been out there. So, like, you can, you know, dissect it. Man, Andy Reid just destroys the AFC coaches. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt bad for Vic Fangio because it was pretty clear in the first quarter that, like, you aren't scoring today unless somebody makes a mistake on the Chiefs defense. Yeah. Um, it's not because of anything you guys are going to do that's going to be super impressive or remarkable. But they've beat the Chargers in the sand. They've beaten the Broncos in the snow. They went up to Foxborough, where it was actually, I think, colder in some ways than it was yesterday, and beat the Patriots in their own building. Um, obviously, when it's sunny and it's gorgeous outside, they beat the Ravens in basically a track meet. Yep. Um, they, they have the talent to do it. And the offense um, was good yesterday. It wasn't great, but, like, all you have to be is good in the in the snow. Like, again, folks, we're not asking. <laughs> you shouldn't be asking for 35 points in, like, just um, like statistical explosions when you're in, like, a snowstorm. Right. Like, scoring 23 points with, like, much of a quarter to just sit on the ball is pretty damn impressive. Um, so, I just think, like, okay, this just confirms yet again that this team over the last month has really figured it out got their act together, played really well, and now guys are starting to talk about being accountable for one another, and that kind of goes to what Travis Kelsey did yesterday where he just played on a level that was different than just about everybody else other than Patrick Mahomes um, in that snowstorm. But they're they're a Super Bowl contending team. They may not be talked about nationally because I still think the Ravens are really important. Obviously, the Patriots are Super Bowl champs. The 49ers and the Seahawks are just going back and forth on the standings each week. There's more interesting teams to talk about. Aaron Rodgers has somehow got the Packers to the two seed, even though they don't look necessarily as impressive. There's more teams nationally to talk about than the Chiefs. And the Chiefs just dominate the division that it's, like, not fun to discuss them (laughs) from a national perspective. But they are a team to be be a real threat. And if both sides of the football continue to complement one another offensive defense— I think Josh, that this, that this, we, we can look back in the playoffs to these last four games and just say like they dominated teams, yeah, to a point where you feel like okay, this is who they were supposed to be when the season began. It we got here in another strange, weird way, but here we are. You know, the team is one of the top seeds in the AFC, and they should be, they should truly believe that they can beat anybody now, um, in order to get to Miami for the Super Bowl. And I think it's fair to say they've been dominant, but I also understand if somebody heard of that and then like prickled a little bit because it's been dominant without necessarily being polished, right? Like 
the one of the things that the offense did late in the game, and this is, I mean, I don't know if this is a, a small thing in the grand scheme of things or this is really important. I, I it caught my eye, but they were putting the game away through the air towards the end. Yes, and mm-hmm. I was ecstatic about it. And then Mahomes threw a pick. And now you can say, well, oh, see, that's why you're on the ball. Because if you're on the ball, listen, this whole running back group puts the ball on the ground. And then also, the thing you do whenever you run it three times, I don't know if you're paying attention to the running game here in this game. And we'll talk about that more as well. Um, but they didn't run the ball very well at all. and Because they, they don't. Because that's not this football team. Like, they, they were averaging, um, in fact, up, up through that interception, the Chiefs had run the ball 14 times for 49 yards. It's three and a half yards per carry. If they mm-hmm. got exactly three and a half yards per carry every time, then yes, they could have run the ball from 120 all the way into the other end zone <laughs> and eaten up 17 minutes on that drive or whatever. And that's not how football works, and everybody gets that. This team doesn't need to be messing around with that. To see them in this game trying to, again, like they, they, what they did is they went out there, they, they put up the touchdown, two-point conversion, got the ball back. Then they go three and out, punt for the first time, and then the response yep. is, let's keep throwing. Let's keep doing the thing that, that got us here. And it was, excuse me, that was sorry, that was the drive before Mahomes did the interception, by the way. I had that in the wrong spot. Um, they, they came out, they, they, they punt the ball back for the first time. They said, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and throw here. Um, I think that's really really valuable. I I think that there's there's reason to be excited about that. And so you know in the in the offensive conversation, uh, I'll I'll save my my early down diatribe for a moment later. But they were they were dominant and totally in control and still like show that they're willing to throw it late a little bit more. Um, and I know that if Seth was here, he would point out that he thinks that the play calling has been less of the albatross around the offense than it could be made to be. And I would say in recent weeks, it's it's evolved in the right direction. I would say this is a continued evolution of that. And then Mahomes did turn the ball over down by the pylon, and that stinks. But that's an encouraging sign for me. Again, like of an offense that was totally in control and absolutely left points on the board. Yeah, and think about it from this standpoint. I mean, in the snowstorm, when most coaches would tell you, like, hey, we have a lead, don't screw it up. Patrick Mahomes is starting to get back into that mode where I want to be daring. I want to put the defense on such, on, on their heels to such a degree that they're like, he can't be throwing this pass. And then you're like, oh my God, he's throwing this pass. Yeah. So. I like the aggressiveness, especially when you're up big, when you know your defense is like just dominating the other side of the ball. Uh, and I feel like all turnovers are not created equal, and that's one where, hey, um, our defense has been amazing today. Uh, Drew Locke, in this environment, you know, given his coaching staff, they're just not going to move the football down the field in a quick fashion. Like, it's, it's going to be sort of a grind for them. So if I'm down the red zone, if I'm scrambling, if I feel like I got Tyreek open, um, and we all know he has the best arm strength in the league, like he's gonna take a shot. Um, yes, you would want at least three, perhaps six, maybe seven. You know, if the field, if the point after goes well, but maybe eight. Bleep it, let's go. But it was the first time where, like, and again, another strange thing to think about. First time in a while. Because I don't know if I don't know if Patrick was really fully healthy in Mexico City. The more I look at that game, the more I'm like, 
that was just I don't know if that was because like the footing wasn't great because of the the whole grass sand situation. I don't know if it was because he had just played his first game back the week before against, you know, Tennessee and like you got a lot of bumps and bruises and some soreness to work through um as you get back into like real, you know, football shape. But yesterday, now that we know his hands fine, now that we know his ankle is pretty much okay cuz he was scrambling, now that we know the knee has been months Close to two months removed. Um, man, he looked healthy yesterday. He looked like, yes. I'm going to destroy Drew Locke. And not like Drew yeah. Locke said anything or like made their, you know, they, they have, I think, a pretty good relationship because they're around this, you know, similar ages and they've trained with similar people before. But I think Patrick was like, Drew Locke is not coming into my stadium and beating me today. Like, hell no. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm going to throw bombs in the snow, and I'm gonna tell Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey like, no, 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 we we should throw the ball. Like, like, look, they can't cover us on dry land. Why would they cover us in the snow either? <laughs> um, so that was the first time where I felt like, okay, if and when Patrick Mahomes sees Tom Brady again, if and when he sees Lamar Jackson again, if he's this healthy in this state with that mindset of like. I'm going to throw the ball and get us wins, and I'm going to scramble all over the place on a two-point conversion. That basically means nothing, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it because, like, I'm good enough, and I want to score points, and I want to prove a point, and I want to get my guys going. Um, that was just impressive as anything else. It's one of those weird things where you will look at the statistical line when the year's over, and you say, oh, he has X amount of interceptions, but not every interception is the same. And so I don't mind that because you know – the other team can't score because, like, Tyron Matthews yeah. just covering everybody. And, you know, Frank Clark and Chris Jones are swarming um, Drew Locke in a way that is really uh, combative to trying to move the football across the field in a snowstorm. Like, um, all turnovers aren't created. That, that's my point today for everybody. Like, yeah. just, yes, it says that Patrick Mahomes has a turnover in, on his stat line. And, yes, it prevented them from scoring points. They still won by twenty. Like yeah. when yes. the red zone offense was kind of clogged because you know you can't make sharp cuts in like a snowstorm when the field's condensed and like Denver's kind of just saying like, well, the only good thing we can do on defense is play eight men back with ten yards to our end zone. That's the only thing we can do mm-hmm. good today. Um, so yeah, he played. He played great. He's through for three hundred and forty yards. It's just yeah, it's absurd. No, the the interception for me is my my concern, and honestly, sometimes I think we we get a public version of Andy Reid, and then we have to create like another version of Andy Reid in our heads, and then it can make us forget what I believe he's actually like in a meeting with Patrick Mahomes. But the thought that went through my head is like, just God, I hope that that doesn't keep them from throwing the ball up twenty anywhere else in the future, and I my inclination is that it probably won't, but. It, I, I could understand it making some people a little bit gun-shy, but again, even then, like, the the um, Broncos ended up backed up all the way after that interception. And, yeah. You know, they, they had moved the ball 70 yards, including passes to Blake Bell. Like, this is this is the offense, and then at the end of the game, that they have the another three and out. And then they have the drive that ultimately ends it. They they were in their in their third to last offensive drive up twenty. They were throwing the football, 
and throwing it well and throwing it consistently, and they had been doing it all through that point in the snow. I hope that continues because that's the version of this offense that not only is at its best, it's the version of this offense that makes me believe in them as a Super Bowl contender again. Not that I was ever like out. I've just always been hoping to see this again. And and we'll talk about the red zone thing and all that, but this this felt different to me in terms of of a fully functional passing game that reminded me of last year, which we haven't gotten for for a full game very much this season. Right, and some of it has been because of the injury. Some of it is because the offensive line doesn't give Patrick enough time. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes had a significant injury in the middle of the season. But if yep. you go down the stat line, um, Blake Bell, two catches for 41 yards. That has yep. not happened a lot this year. Um, McCole nope. Hartman was barely used, um, but mm-hmm. that's because you have Tyreek Hill, five for 67, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, 11 for 142. Um, you know, Sammy Watkins, three for 49. Um they can spread the ball around now because I feel I believe everybody's as healthy as they can be for mid-December. Um, everybody knows the offense. I think you're right, Josh, that Andy Reid probably figured out, um, let's let's pass and set up the pass. <laughs> like, yes. Let's, yes. let's just establish <laughs> the Kelsey. This is my new thing. <laughs> establish the Kelsey is my new thing. You want you want to have a an aspect of this of a, of a football game and an aspect of the Chiefs offense that you feel like can always get you um less yards than a deep shot to Tyreek Hill or whatever. Cuz I agree, man. I'm not trying to get him to run the Hail Mary and Madden every single play. There's a lot of creativity in this offense's passing game. Establish the Travis. That's totally fine by me. Go eight yards to Kelsey, eleven yards to Kelsey, twelve yards to Kelsey. Go for it. Do all that all day long, and then and then once you've lulled the defense into a sort of unfortunate sleep, over the top. You can you can still do that in stages, but yep. there's handing it to Darwin Thompson for three yards. Non-starter does not. I don't need it anymore. I'm over it. I'm completely <laughs> over it. The the thing that that if I was you know if I was in the coach's room, my one suggestion for the running game would be like okay let's let's perf- let's perfect short yardage as best as we can because absolutely going after you know thinking we're gonna get five yards on first and ten is really admirable, fellas. Like it's it's so admirable. Uh, but like when you play the Ravens or even the Patriots, like eh, first and ten getting five yards. I mean. We're gonna have to be really creative in order to do that. We can't just like run a a, a counter or a sweep or a or a zone a zone concept, a simple zone concept to get you know five yards on a cutback. Like that's probably not gonna happen based on the offensive line and just the history of twelve games together. Um, yep. But what they can get better at is third and two, fourth and ones. Those are the things they have to get really good at because if you establish the Kelsey, that's gonna get you six seven easy. Um, and then you can kind of decide what you want to do on second down if you want to take a deep shot or if you want to just move the chains. And if you find yourself in a third and three or shorter, um, how can we perfect short yardage, whether that's using Spencer Warmore. And I know some fans reached out to me at halftime on Twitter to say, like, how does Spencer Ware only have one carry in a freaking snow game when you need short right. yardage, tough running? Uh, and that's the entire reason why he's here. And also to cut down Jeremy at you into a, into a holy hell on a pass block. Yes. But yes. 
that's you know that that's what I would suggest is like, hey, I I, I think I think you know my esteemed analytic colleague here. Joshua Briscoe is going to give you guys a presentation for the next 20 minutes. It's called Establish the Kelsey. Don't you fall asleep, Greg Lewis. Don't you do it. <laughs> Tom Melvin. Keep those eyes open. Now, Tom Melvin, we need you to be the first endorser because you actually coached Travis Kelsey as the tight end coach. Yeah. We need you to endorse this policy, put it in the legislation, get the big man to sign it into a bill, and we'll establish the Kelsey. Now, uh, for, for Dylan McCullough, I just want you to understand that that once we're done with establish the Kelsey, we will come back to you with our 2.0 series called Mastering Short Yardage, because that's absolutely it's all we have to do. If you're if you're if you're if you're Chiefs fan, it's just just master short yardage so that Patrick Mahomes can continue to, to establish the Kelsey. I I think we're onto something. I think we should get a patent on this right away, and we should get I it in front of the coaching staff now. But that's okay. <laughs> um, I don't think you have to patent legislature, but I don't know. Uh, no, listen, you're right. I would love a little bipartisan support on this one. I, I, I know, I know that the run publicans, is that anything? We're going to make that. <laughs> they are pretty staunchy. I don't know. I don't know if the run publicans are going to come over and, uh, and join, join me in this venture. Um, but I'm absolutely here for a, a short yardage running game that picks up first downs. God bless the running backs on third and one. I'm I'm happy to let them have the football, but I have a statistic. <laughs> this is from uh, this is from AirYards.com, Ben Baldwin's website, where he has um, basically uh, they I mean they're called the Baldwin box scores. And in terms of uh, box score analysis, this is a very different kind than the one that uh, that makes Seth uh, so angry. That, that Seth just hates, just just hates. <laughs> then he grabs his laptop and he snaps it over. His he's knee like, and he gets so angry. He's like, if someone misses time of possession one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so listen, listen to this. This is this is for the Chiefs' offense in the game yesterday. Um, and I'm gonna try to spread this out and and get stuff from the whole season and everything. But I want I want to go specific to yesterday. Also acknowledging that they ended up running the ball a lot in those last couple of drives with decent success because the Broncos were over it. But uh, on, on early downs, so first and second downs here, I've got, I've got a little EPA. I've got some success rate. I've got a first down rate for you. We're going to all keep it together. EPA is expected points added. It's a nice little catch-all stat for, to, to measure the success of a play and a play type and all of that. Whenever the Chiefs ran the ball on first and second down, they, uh, they lost in the EPA column. They had negative 0.07 uh, points added per play, uh, expected points added per play, which means they were losing expected points added per play. Not, That's not, not good. You not what you have, want. You don't want to have negatives. If you're wondering what that uh, what that quantifies to, you know, is that good or not? Um, every single EPA per play category the Denver Broncos had yesterday is also negative. Oof. Literally all of them, which is outstanding. Run it early, bad. Throw it early, bad. Early downs, bad. Late downs, bad. Runs, bad. Passes, bad. All plays. We're we're, uh, we're summarily negative for the Broncos and pretty convincingly negative, which is good work by the defense. We'll talk about them. But whenever whenever they uh, they ran the ball early, it was a literal negative. Whenever they threw the ball in early downs, they were adding zero point three seven points um, per per uh, per attempt. 
we, we're seeing almost a half point swing there. And that's huge. I know it's kind of, I know this is kind of like in a cloud off on a different planet if you're not way into this. But to to say that running the football on first and second down is is actively hurting you not just statistically but like just in the football game it is actively hurting you when some of your greatest successes in this game come whenever you are throwing the ball on early downs now they were throwing the ball with even more success late on on later downs on third and fourth downs they were throwing it adding almost half a point um every time that's also crazy but all of this leads to I mean, please, God, throw the ball more often. But especially <laughs> on these early downs, the Chiefs don't need they, – they ran the ball on first or second down 21 times in this game, and they they threw the ball 32 times in early downs in this game. And and that and they're, they're pl- passing plays and not necessarily passing attempts, I believe, is how it's all yeah, stitched together. Yeah, because you can't take a um, sack. You can't take a negative play. Right. Right. Um, and this is taking into account all of the negative stuff. They can just stop running the ball on first and ten. And if they want to run it on second and one, which I think actually did happen once yesterday, that's fine. There's also here from the same thing, they have success rate and then also first down rate. The success rate uh, on on runs was was uh, 0.29 or, or 29%. The success on passing plays was 62. In terms of first down rate, it was uh, about it was it was 24 0.24 or 24%. Success rate, um, or first down rate, excuse me, whenever they ran the ball on first or second down. Yeah, that's tough. You say, you, we got, hey, we got a first down on first or second down whenever we ran the ball a quarter of the time. Good on, good on them. Whenever they threw the ball on first and second down, they had a first down rate of 50%. Half the time they threw the football on first or second down, they got another first down. They only threw the ball 12 times in late down situation, they only excuse me. They only ran uh, twelve plays on third or fourth down at all in this game offensively. They yeah. didn't need third and fourth down because they were throwing the ball. When they did throw the ball in first and second down, they were getting first downs half the time. That's wild, and that is the strength of this offense. And there's no there's no need to to box yourself in to try to convince yourself that somehow handing the ball off on first and ten is actually doing you any long long term good. It's only hurting you short term, long term, and forevermore. This <laughs> um, now you know to 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 work across the aisle to our run publicans, um, run publicans, yes, run publicans. I'm gonna pause at the run publicans. Now, Republicans and Democrats. Now, there what, we go. what their lobbyists will tell you is that, you know, <laughs> once you, the Chiefs have a two score advantage, then I'm willing to see what their what their what their what their ideas are in terms of bills, in terms of, hey, like maybe we should hand the ball off on first down just to keep the clock moving, because you do want to take at least a minute or two when you have the ball up 10 past, say, halftime. Uh, I also think, too. Some of their lobbying will suggest that, hey, like maybe we should give Tyree Kill some 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 action in the backfield. Maybe we should give McCall Hartman on a Jeff Sweep, which, by the way, hadn't seen that in a month. Andy Reid mm-hmm. quietly keeping that in his back pocket, quietly hoping nobody watches tape mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. you know the Green Bay Packer game where he just scored a touchdown on like a Jet Sweep 
you know, pitch toss, whatever you want to call it. It's weird that it's a that, that that's a passing play. But the run publican lobbyists would say we would like to get that back on the desk or on the floor of the house of Andy Reid. I don't know. This is weird. But no, it's perfect. Anyway, uh, they, they would say like, hey, maybe we should, you know, if we get, if we as the true established the Kelsey founders and libertarians. <laughs> if I'm going to come up if, with a Kelsey one. Hold on. <laughs> Kelsey Democrats? I don't know. This is this is getting way too no, wild. No, we, we, have, we have the Republicans and the Democrats. I don't know who ah. the Kelsey independents are yet. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe. Well, he's a, sub, he's a subcommittee. That, that's what he is. Um, that's fine. I'm good with that. He's fine. So, basically, pass the ball to get a lead. Pass the ball to extend said lead. Then run the ball to take the living souls of said opponent. And I think... Mm-hmm. That would be the perfect game plan and formula for this team moving forward just because, again, as I mentioned before, your best four receivers are healthy, and that is Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman, and Tyreek Hill. Um, just put those four guys out there on the field on all first down plays or the majority yeah. of first down plays because yeah. you're going to have to make defenses get really get really you know in their own brains about like what should we do. Um, interesting point about Vic Fangio yesterday, who by large is considered a really good defensive coach, like smart, innovative, not not going to get in his own way. He chose to do the Bill Belichick route where they were like, we're going to double Tyreek Hill. Well, mm-hmm. fellas, that didn't work in the first drive because he beat y'all on a corner route, beat y'all on a double move and uh, beat two defenders. And yeah, he was bracketed in the end zone. <laughs> he was yep. he was bracketed with the yep. football. So Vic Vigio, um tried that to start the game, and then he was like, you know what? We're just going to keep doing that, and we're just going to let Travis Kelsey run free. Like, didn't do what the Lions did, didn't do what the Patriots tried to do in terms of, like, hitting Travis at the line of scrimmage or chipping him or, like, you know. I remember the – I'll never forget the Lions being like, forget it. Put two dudes on that duty so good. Like, just yeah. two guys on Travis Kelsey at the line of scrimmage. Treat him like he is a gunner on punt, okay? Like, we not yes. – he can't go anywhere uh, without our without our knowledge. Um, the the Broncos were like, eh. I mean, he kills us already, so uh, just let him run <laughs> let's wild. Just, let's just let it happen. Just just yeah. let him run wild. So it's fascinating to see what each team will do each week, and we're starting to see now that Patrick Mahomes, again with two years of experience, now is starting to figure out. Oh, they're doing this. Okay, well we have this player and that play, and Andy Reid will figure this out on third down, and Airbnb will be, will bring me this idea that I can execute. And so, for fans, Eric Bieniemy is fully on on board with established the Kelsey. He's fully on board. He is he is and more analytically advanced than he sort of gives off. But in terms of run publicans, I understand you guys want to have the time of possession, particularly in the second half with a lead. You want to run the football. When you, when it's when it's December and when it's January and when it's cold and you want to hear the helmets smack one another, um, can I also tell you that Damian Wilson, Damian Williams is still dealing with a rib injury. Spencer mm-hmm. Ware just got here and he may be going through some of his own like man, I'm really sore right now because I haven't played football in months. Um, yes, Darwin Thompson, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Sure. Yeah. He he moves the pile and sure. and and then, and then you have you know LaShawn McCoy who will make 
one or two really good cuts. He made a cut in the first quarter uh, that was, like, super great. But he can only do that, like, once or twice a game. It's sad. It's physically sad because, like, CBS showed all the highlights of him running in the snow as a Buffalo Bill. And it's like, man, that guy looks amazing. And it's like, then you realize that was three years ago. And uh, he's in his 11th season as an NFL running back. And I can't imagine how much his body hurts. Um, So, for the run publicans, we hear you. We're going to reach out to you. We want to make a better union in the House floor. But... Let us take the lead on getting some bills to legislation, and then we'll subsidize your run concepts, <laughs> your run initiatives, for the greater good of Patrick Mahomes. We we get it. We, just 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 I'm let us just let us just let the establish the Kelsey subcommittee along with what what are we what are we what are we what what or uh, the Democrats. Let the Democrats have control of the House floor and let us start to move some things in the right direction for this offense. I was saying Democrats. You said Democrats. That's better. Democrats is better because it's for Mahomes. Yeah. And not just throwing the football. That's much better. Okay, we're the Dem- so Danielle, I know you have the title already. It's changed. Now it's the Democrats. Versus the run publicans, that'll probably get us some SEO clicks. Oh man, you you somehow hey, you, know, you somehow wandered us into this, and I'm fully on board. Yeah, I don't know. I did not like. I didn't have this written down ahead of time. I no, no, we did happened. not. <laughs> I, I do think it's important though that we pass some bipartisan legislation. Do you know what I know can bring together people on both sides of the aisle? That you know what I know can unite this party right now. Uh, let's 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 hear it. Hashtag handle your business 2020. Yes, sir. Listen, it's time. We've reached that point in the podcast. Welcome in, everybody. We're going to try to help you fix some of your problems so then you can hashtag handle your business. We're talking about Roman, okay? Here it comes. Everybody ready, set, erectile dysfunction. Let's get it out of here, huh? What do you say? What are we doing? This is a waste of time. I honestly, I can't believe that we're still doing these Roman ads because not everyone has handled their business yet. Maybe maybe everyone listening to Times Ours at this point has uh, because you know you know that the solution is, is right here. You can talk to real doctors who can prescribe real medication. It's simple. It's safe. It's totally discreet. You can get a free online evaluation. You can get ongoing care for the business not currently being being handled all from the comfort and privacy of your home i genuinely and maybe there's more to this maybe there's maybe there's more because i'm just not at this point in my life yet the way these commercials show up i imagine everybody gets there i don't honestly i don't know please don't tweet me and tell me about your (laughs) actual situation i'd rather have some deniability but i honestly can't imagine listening to this commercial and going yeah, yeah, I, I do have I do have this particular issue plaguing my life right now. I'm just going to ignore it, I guess, and now that's not happening in my life anymore. Okay, dude, that I fine, I guess. I don't know why that would be. I don't know why that why that would be your strategy. But right now, you can handle your business and you can get started in the most simple way ever and you can also support the show by doing it. Go to getroman.com/time. You can complete an online visit. It, this is not that difficult here. We've got a solution for you. Check it out and find out if it'll work for you with Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of your business. Nate, tell him about it. As the vice president of Josh Briscoe's presidential campaign for re-election, let me just emphasize yet again, <laughs> we are traveling the country through your ears 
to get you to handle your business. I, I, I just handle it. I, we just want to do what's right for our lovely listeners, our respected Amen. audience, and again, we want you to reelect us so that we can continue to get you to handle your business because there's nothing worse than having business not be handled in the appropriate proper fashion for your significant Unhandled other business no not here not here that's not on the not bumper here. sticker folks what's on the bumper sticker Absolutely is handle not. your business and we need your votes okay we need you to get out there call roman get into the ballot box handle your business they're gonna ship you some stuff you're going to take it, and then the business will be handled. Or you'll be in a better position so that when business does come to your door, you can handle it. And again, a proper fashion. So, again, I am just reassuring you that having trust in our leading man, Joshua Briscoe, who reads these ads across the country for you, you know. The face of erectile dysfunction. We just want you to understand that we take this seriously. We understand what is what is important in the American economy right now. And we just want you to know that this is some stimulus package that can really boost your self-esteem that will handle said business for your significant other, whoever that person is. But we can't give you the stimulus package if you don't reelect us. So handle your business. You can go to GetRoman.com slash time to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. I can't believe we hadn't said the phrase stimulus package before. That's GetRoman.com slash time for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash time. Oh, my goodness. So, Nate, you wrote about Travis Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you wrote about Travis Kelsey on this uh, on this very website, theathletic.com. How'd that go? It went swimmingly. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was it was it was a fun exchange, and you know, you come into games understanding some of the historical significant statistical stuff, whatever. Um, hey, you know, he's only he only needs eleven yards for a thousand yards for four straight seasons, and you're like, all right, I gotta write about that at some point. Um, and then it just turned into the Travis Kelsey snow game, right? Um, yeah, he was great. Like, like he was. It's the best he's probably played um, this season, just in terms of like he was good run blocking. Um, he was good pass blocking, which led which was like part of the first touchdown to Tyree Kill. He was actually blocking on that play on the backside, like he was protecting Patrick Mahomes' blind side. Crazy, but it worked. Um, you know, he worked Chris Harris Jr. to like to oblivion. Um, and then he was really emotional after the game in a way that you don't particularly see for Travis. Um, and so I didn't, so at some point you're like, okay, they've dominated the Broncos. They're going to win by 20 or more. Um, what's, what's the most interesting thing here? And it's like, well, he has the most receiving yards of any tight end in the, in their first seven seasons in NFL history. So that's better than Dick Bucka. That's better than Rob Gronkowski. That's better than, than, uh, Shannon Sharp, Antonio Gates, uh, Tony Gonzalez, better than all of them, which is wild. Um, obviously, he's the only tight end ever to have four consecutive seasons with 1,000 yards. And then you add on top of it how sort of he, 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 has, a, he has a nice ability, and I, I enjoy this as a reporter, where like 
you can get people to kind of go back in time as they're like right in front of you. And yeah. it's like he's in the locker room and he's just like, yeah, like I, I like like Dick Vermeil gave this speech and like it kind of changed my life for these last, you know, 36 hours, basically, because uh, Dick Vermeil gave a speech on Saturday morning at the Chiefs facility to the entire team. Uh, Andy Reid sort of uh, got him to do it because, you know, Andy Reid could not make uh, a sort of wine event for Dick Vermeil's business, because now he's in the wine business doing his wine thing, you know, uh, he's, he, he'll bottle it up for you. Just, just go out there and go get it. Um, but because he was in front of the team and because Travis Kelsey probably knows as at year seven, I, I can do all the personal accolades. I can, I can get all the yards. I can get all the touchdowns. I can do all this stuff individually, but the last thing for him is to, you know, and this is for most players like, Hey, Am I good enough to be in this league? Okay, once you clear that checkpoint, you're like, whew, okay, I guess I guess I'm gonna make decent money and have generational wealth if I handle it okay. Then the two yeah. is like, can I be consistent? Can I like can I be consistent enough to do this week in and week out to where like fans will get to know my name and like wanna buy my jersey? Then it's like, okay, am I good enough to get my team across the finish line to say ten wins, to get to the playoffs, to hey, maybe be a pro bowler. Maybe people really will know me to where I can get like national or semi-regional commercials and Kelsey's now at the fourth stage which is I've accomplished all these things and I have to win I have to win or I have to get to a Super Bowl I have to be that guy that was so good that he was part of the reason why said team went to said Super Bowl and won said Super Bowl and yada yada um and Dick Vermeil came at this important time in Travis Kelsey's career arc to just say like you can do it you're talented enough. Go out there and be great. You know, um, one of the more important things that Dick Vermeil said to the team was like, yeah, I saw what y'all did against the Patriots. Cool. <laughs> now, you're right. No, go destroy the Broncos. If you're as great as I think you are, as you think you are, and as people outside this building want you to believe how good you are, then go out there and smash their heads against the snow. And Travis Kelsey was like, you know what? I'm going to do that right now. Um, and it was, it was just dominant. And, yeah. uh, I had been collecting stuff here and there for the last two weeks. Cause again, you kind of know when these, when these, uh, statistical stuff is going to come out. And so I, I just went back and you look at all three touchdowns that Travis Kelsey has most recently scored. One was against the chargers again on a beach, basically on sand where he ran a corner route and beat two defenders, similar to the way, uh, Tyree kill did yesterday. He caught the ball with his fingertips, like a 23-yard on-the-dime pass with his fingertips and then had the presence of mind to drag his foot in the end zone, do a little toe tap, and, like, Julio Jones does that type of stuff, guys. Not not people yeah. the size of Travis Kelsey. His, his yeah. you know, he, he scored a touchdown against the, the Tennessee Titans where it's, it's great play design. We've seen it before. It's the nice... Zone read, you think we're going to run it? Actually, here comes Travis Kelsey off the back end. We're going to shovel it to him. He's going to run behind the offensive line and score a touchdown. And then, obviously, everybody remembers last week's touchdown where he became the quarterback in this sort of weird full-house backfield, wildcat formation. I'm going to press, 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 press that defensive end with Tyreek Hill, and then I'm going to cut back. And for whatever weird reason, two people ran with 
Patrick Mahomes who was going the opposite direction, and there's a clear it's cutback awesome. lane. It was it's it's yeah. the it's the best play I've seen all year from the Chiefs, where Patrick Mahomes is literally the decoy that took not yeah. one but two defenders out of the play and presented a, a an easy cutback lane for Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. And then on a day like yesterday where he doesn't score a touchdown, he's still the most like he was more. Listen to me. He was more dominant than than Tyreek Hill was yesterday. And in some ways, he was more dominant than Patrick Mahomes because in order for the quarterback to throw the football, you have to be open. Travis Kelsey was always open yesterday. And that's that's when you get to, like, God level where you're just like, oh, yeah, what route you want me to run? I'm going to be open. And the, and the quarterback's yeah. like, oh, my God, this is a godsend. Like, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like, I can, I can actually stare down Travis Kelsey, which you're not supposed to do, but he's going to be open. Um so I just thought it was it was impressive. Uh, obviously, I learned all about you know the the Dick Vermeil stuff after the game, and it's just one of those weird things where it's just like, hey, Travis Kelsey fans has reached this point where he's not the guy who's going to get penalties. He's not the guy that's going to like do a ton of crazy dances. He's matured, mm-hmm. and now he's ready to reach the final stage of an NFL player's arc, which is get me to the Super Bowl. I will do whatever it takes. I will be disciplined. I will be committed. I will be accountable. And I will perform my you know what off um to get us there. And and it's been it's been fascinating to see his maturation process over the last four years because as much of as much as the statistics are there and are remarkable, it's also the way he's got those statistics that have just been that have that have been just as impressive to me. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a great breakdown. The story is really good if you want to check it out. It's on the athletic right now. Uh, we'll have more stuff throughout the week. Eventually, Seth will be back to write something whenever he has a functional computer. <laughs> I have shown my hand. I have shown my hand. I'll be making my stump speech at some point this week up on the athletic as well, uh, trying to earn your vote for the Democrats uh, in this in this upcoming NFL playoff. Uh, Nate, do you know what's coming next for you? Is it too early for a tease? It's probably too early for a tease. Um, okay, that's fine. My, my biggest people. My biggest question. People wait. Yeah, people can wait. Obviously, but my biggest question is: if you're listening to this podcast, maybe we know something about Alex Okafor's right pectoral situation, and maybe we don't because it's totally that's up to, true. Totally right. up to Andy Reid. If yeah, I, it, and this is a big if, clearly speculation at this point. But if Alex Okafor is gone for a significant amount of time, if not all the time for the remainder of the year, that's a gigantic loss and puts a Big burden on Frank Clark to not only one stay healthy and two figure out his whole stomach bug illness issue, but like man, he's got to he like they're gonna make they're gonna make <laughs> Frank Clark turn into Reggie White based on all these circumstances and yes, uh, yes. and uh, that that should be interesting to see if again if Alex Okafor is not is not able to come back um, either for Sunday's game or moving forward. Altogether, with you and I here still, with with, with 33% less hosts, I wish I wish we would have spent more time talking about the Chiefs' defense. Um, it was very good. It was very good. Pretty much everybody was very good. Secondary is very good. Drew Locke looked totally normal. Yep. That's all the time we have yep. for that. But uh, defense looked good, is actually good, yep. has been good for a while yep. now. Thumbs up all around. Excellent. Thumbs up. Uh, if you'd like to hear, if you'd like to hear more about what the Chiefs' defense did to Drew Locke, uh, you can check out Mile High Magic right here on the Athletic. Told you about it last week. Told you about it every time the Chiefs play the Broncos. At the Athletics, Nikki Javala and CBS 4's Michael Spencer taking a look at what the Denver Broncos have put together there, um, and and looking at this Chiefs game through their eyes. You can check out Mile High Magic right here on the Athletic. You can follow Nate on Twitter at by Nate Taylor. He'll be updating you with the injuries and everything. Um, it, we'll we'll learn more. Pro- 
probably about uh, about Wiley and Okafor today. Certainly Okafor, I would expect. I'm at JB Briscoe. Steph's Twitter account doesn't matter. Handle your business 2020. And uh, Nate, take us out. Just just consider our re-election and consider your vote. And just go get out there. Just just it's Briscoe Taylor 2019. And, and Seth, you could have been on this ticket. Sorry. <laughs> 